Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to record? Okay. Well... Meet Janice Lentz, our next wonderful mentor. Say hello, Janice. Hi. That Janice is a very interesting person. She has done lots of interesting things, and I hope I can bring some of them out today. So tell me, Janice, where are you originally from? Um, well, I've always been from New York. I originally was born in Brooklyn, New York, moved to Long Island, and then Manhattan, and now I'm back to Brooklyn, New York, which is a very different Brooklyn than when I left. So do you enjoy living there? Um, I'm not here very often um, because I travel so frequently, um, which was part of my move to Brooklyn. But now I wouldn't know because I don't leave my apartment <laughs> due to the pandemic. Well, it's, there's a lot of that going around, isn't there? Yes. So... <clears throat> As you were growing up and working in life, have you had a lot of mentors? Yes, I have. I've been very fortunate. Um, could you tell us about, about some of them? Like, I hear there's a trio of them somewhere. Yes. Well, I've had different mentors for different stages of my life. So I had mentors when, you know, I was in high school and I was working at a luggage store. Um, and I had this older woman, Mrs. Sirota who mentored me in how to run a business and how to just, you know, be more entrepreneurial. Um, and I always think of her as this incredible mentor. And now I have a group of three older women who have mentored me on hearing access. And um, it's been just amazing. They're just incredible. And then I even when I'm doing my travels, I have mentors who tr mentor me in travel. So I've been very fortunate to have mentors for different stages of my life and for different topics. Now, do you feel that those mentors have been able to help you be successful or have they just prepared you for the battles ahead? Um, I think I guess a combination of both. I think um, I have learned from them. They keep me in check. They are like a sounding board. Uh, I think they are, people have really helped me become the person I am. I'm very grateful to all of them. Now you mentioned traveling. Something tells me that you do a lot of traveling. Yes, I do. Although not lately since for the last month, but yes, I'm an avid, voracious traveler. Well, what turned you on to traveling at first? Well, when I was younger, um, I used to, my grandmother and her siblings all traveled and I would receive postcards with, you know, these incredible exotic stamps and fancy shapes, this, um, in triangles and stickers. And I thought it was so cool. I'd watch this television show called Big Blue Marble that was on t TV. I had pen pals from around the world. 
And I was just curious about the world and what was happening. And I wanted to see it. I wanted to learn about it. And so um, for me, my goal was to travel. My family traveled when we were younger and I loved it. But the real turning point for me in traveling was when I did the iconic post-college backpacking trip um, when I graduated. That was a game changer. Um, when I found out that the cheese I was eating was not real cheese and um, the ice cream in the big rectangle box was really not ice cream compared to gelato, I realized I needed to see things for myself because I, my food was no longer reliable. Well, how many countries have you visited? I've been now to 139 UN countries plus the two observer states and 194 countries, territories, and disputed nations using the what's known as the Travel Century Club list. Wow. Well, that puts you pretty much throughout the entire list. Do you have many more to go? Yes. Well, of the 139 plus two observer, um, there is 193 UN countries. So I have a decent amount still left to go. And I hope um, to continue traveling when the pandemic ends. That's wonderful. Um, now, is there a special trick you use to do your traveling? What do you mean? Oh, using frequent flyer points? Yes. Yes. So I have taken out, um, when I made a, a concerted effort to really up my game and my travel two years ago, um, prior to that, and for the last five years, I've been taking out uh, credit cards to earn sign-up bonuses. And I took out 77 credit cards and earned about 2.7 million miles in sign-up bonuses. That's a lot. Yes. And I've been using those to fly um, around the world. So I rarely pay for flights. Um, the only time I do is when there's small one-off airlines where it's not an effective use of points because there are sometimes like short um, and cheap hopper flights. Like recently when I flew from Myanmar to Singapore using a airline like Jetstar, it doesn't make sense to then fly to Bangkok to go for the same route. It's just cheaper and, and they're not part of an alliance. So I will pay for a flight like that. But my goal is to rarely pay for flights. Something tells me there's many stories that you could tell along some of those interesting flights. Yes, it's 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 always an adventure and it's, it's just been an incredible opportunity um, that I'm very grateful for. Now, I understand you're also very interested in hearing access. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, my daughter has a hearing loss. And when my daughter was diagnosed when she was two and a half years old, the first thing the doctor said to me was there were special schools for her. I was unwilling to, I was frustrated that the doctor had already lowered the bar before she even started. And that was unacceptable to me. And I decided it was easier to change the world than for me to lower my standards. And so I set out to change the world for um, our family. That's a wonderful statement that you have. Would you say that one more time? It's easier to change, change the, world. the world than to lower your standards. Yes, because I was not going to lower, you know, my idea of a special school was very different than what the doctor 
um, anticipated. And my daughter ultimately ended up going to a top private girls school in New York City and to an Ivy League university. I don't think that's what the doctor anticipated. And it was unacceptable for me, for a doctor to sit and lower this bar without knowing who my daughter was and, and not giving her a chance. And so it was really much easier for me to change um, hearing access around the country. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or starting in New York and then around the United States. And now globally, while I'm traveling, um, I'm simultaneously changing hearing access while I travel. Because I just, it's the way you pay it forward. So I have meetings um, as I travel around the world to affect change globally. Well, can you give us an example of some of the change that you brought about in hearing access? Well, in New York City, um, the taxis now have induction loops, and so do the subway information booths. Um, most of the museums have the hearing access. I created a best practice model in New York City that I expanded around the country. So most of the significant hearing access projects you see in the United States are the result of my work or inspired by it. Um, when you see induction loops in airports by Delta, I worked with Delta and brought that project. Um, when you see captions on in-flight entertainment, that's from my working with um, and approaching Richard Branson and then Delta and then submitting comments to the Department of Transportation who ultimately mandated that in-flight entertainment had to have um, in-flight captions. And then that has had um, one of the other areas I worked on was developing captioning standards. First with NBC, uh, I had been on the FCC's Consumer Advisory Committee because I found out if you file, send enough letters complaining, people don't know what to do with you, so they stick you on committees. And so I complained a lot, so I got stuck on a lot of committees. And so from sitting on the committee, um, I was really frustrated by the poor quality captioning, in fact, on Trump's Apprentice, Martha Stewart Living, and I would document and meet with FCC commissioners, because here I was sending my daughter to a, a top girls' school, and she was learning poor spelling from watching television, and that was unacceptable to me, and we had to fix it. So I complained to NBC, contacted Bob Wright, who was then chairman of NBC, and he set up um, for me to work with someone within in NBC and we developed captioning standards that I then presented to the Association of National Advertisers that they then developed and we wrote a white paper of recommendations and those are very similar to what the FCC ultimately developed, um, adopted for captioning standards and as a result, now um, you'll see quality captions on television because previously there were no standards. And I proved, had developed proof of concept that you could develop standards and it wasn't that complicated. And those wow, you're a force of nature. 
Well, it, it, you know what? I've been very lucky, as you say, working with incredible mentors and also like a brain trust of people who have assisted me. This was never something I did on alone. And I had people who mentored me along the way to help me in areas that are just beyond my skill set. That how would I as a mother possibly know all of these different things? But people help me along the way, and so you pay it forward. That's that sounds very reasonable. So what do you have in the future? What are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking on a personal level to visit every country in the world. Um, and that's one of my personal goals. And then on um, hearing access, my goal is to eliminate the stigma for people with hearing loss. And one of the areas that I'm hoping to change is to add telecoils to things like AirPods so that people with hearing loss, um, when a person purchases an AirPod, and if it has a telecoil, and then later they, when they go to the airport, they can hear the announcements directly in their ear as they're walking through the airport and as they hear gate changes. But what the benefit of that will be is when they develop or if they develop a hearing loss, rather than say, oh, I now need to get um, a new hearing aid, it'll be like a feature that they'll say, oh, can you please add the hearing aid part to the AirPod so that it'll be almost like when you buy a car and you say, you know what, can you add the ski rack to the car? It'll be just another feature. And when it becomes just another feature, the hearing aid portion, that will eliminate the stigma because people are already getting comfortable walking around with things stuck in their ear. And when you just morph it into a hearing aid, it won't be a big deal. It'll be just adding the ski rack to it. Um, and that's my goal because I think people don't get the, um, when people don't wear hearing aids, it's a leading cause of dementia. Um, as develop, as um, Franklin of Hopkins, John Hopkins University has documented, and the goal is to eliminate dementia caused by um, unaddressed hearing loss. And I believe that by morphing these AirPod or AirPod type um, earpieces into hearing aids, we can help eliminate the stigma, which will then reduce the amount of dementia that ends up happening. Well, maybe some of the youths that are watching this right now will be able to help work with you and come up with some of these breakthroughs and help people around the world. Well, I would love that. that and I'd love to get youths to also um, lower the sound on, on their headsets. Cause when I see kids on subways listening to music so loud, um, just as an FYI, um, sound should be, the volume should be set in a quiet room and no one should ever raise the volume louder than what they listen to in a quiet room. Because what they're otherwise doing is they're trying to compensate for external noise that their ear doesn't need. And when they go outside and they're trying to, let's say, compensate for the truck or the cars, what they're doing is putting a stronger sound against their eardrum than their ear needs. And over time, that creates damage and causes hearing loss. Yes. In engineering school, they talk to us about the signal-to-noise ratio. Exactly. That's exactly right. Well, Janice Lenz, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for working with The Mentor Project. 
and we wish you the best as time goes on as you achieve all of the many goals that you have. Thank you, and thank you so much for this opportunity. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you very much. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.